God is good. Praise the Lord. Here we are, Christmas 2023. We're in full full swing. Got all the the decorations, the lights. The, some people already preparing food and getting stuff ready. Amen. And uh, if they haven't started yet, they got it all packed in the fridge, ready to go. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And I know all the kids are excited and because uh, they got some presents to open. Amen. I can. I can remember when I was growing up, uh, uh, they'd always let us open up one present on Christmas Eve. We got one present. The rest we had to wait for. Amen. And it usually wasn't a, a really good one, you know. It was one of the, one of the filler pr- presents. Amen. It wasn't the, 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 it wasn't the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, I'll tell you that much. Or it wasn't the Steve Austin, the $6 million man with the big rocket thing. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> that goes back a few days, uh, Brother Turhan. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, I'm glad to to be with you here today. And in looks like everybody's in good spirits. Amen. You know, uh, most people are seem to have a better attitude and a better disposition uh, around Christmas time. And and then, uh, you know, <laughs> not too long after afterward, you know. Uh, uh, attitudes change again, amen. But praise the Lord, uh, that's the object. Uh, probably, probably the whole object of, of the uh, of the the sermon today is trying to uh, trying to keep that Christmas attitude all year long, amen, amen. And and there's a way to do that, and we'll get to that in just a mo- in a moment. Praise the Lord. I, I want to pray one more time before uh, before we get into the Word, amen. Uh, just. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I need a little more prayer, amen, and, uh, and with the saints of God praying with me and for me, amen, I, I believe it's going to come out all right, amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we've gathered here today in your name, Lord, celebrating the birth of the Son of God, and Lord, uh, we're here to hear the word as well, we're here to worship your name and to lift you up and to glorify you, and God, uh, we can't express thanksgiving enough, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord. God, uh, you do stuff for me on a, a, a daily basis, Lord. You've done stuff throughout my life, Lord. You've done stuff for me, Lord, even when I wasn't right with God. And, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, for looking into the future and seeing that one day that I would believe on your name. And I, I just thank you for that, Lord. But I pray that you'd help us today, God, to, to focus upon you and to hear your word. And I pray for your spirit to move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, I think I'll change microphones because I'm a Pentecostal preacher, and uh, w- if I got both hands free, I can move them around and stuff. Amen. <laughs> you know, some, you know, those people. Uh, I'm not going to say Puerto Ricans or anything, but they they can't. If you tie their hands behind their back, they can't talk. Amen. They they got to have their hands moving when they talk. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. Love you, Brother Victor. <laughs> Amen. But there are many people living among us who celebrate the secular Christmas, but they have no regard for the Christ of Christmas. Amen? And however, they do enjoy the fantasy of uh, Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Old St. Nicholas. They, 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 they go along with that for the kids and stuff, but... You know, uh, 
and, and they enjoy the Christmas traditions that you know widely vary among different nations and ethnic groups. I mean, even in in America, you know, some of the northern people celebrate Christmas a little different than the southern people. They, and even different families will have their own little tradition that maybe nobody else uh, celebrates. Amen. So there are people that they get into all that and uh, they. Uh, they like the music, the candy canes, the uh, lighted decorations uh, on the houses. And, and I've even seen some cars lately with Christmas lights on the cars, um, just wrapped around the cars. Amen. So uh, I'm not sure how they did that, but I'm sure that someone's came up with a, something that plugs in to 12 volts and it works. Amen. But see, unfortunately, they only know bits and pieces of the first advent of the Son of God. Uh, they regard it as a fairy tale because of the impossibility of a virgin birth. Impossible with, with man, but with God, all things are possible. Praise God. And they have no idea of the many prophecies down through the ages, beginning several thousand years ago, that speak of a Savior that would one day come. Amen. Uh, that's something you have to keep in mind. Jesus just didn't show up unannounced. Amen. Uh, throughout the, the Bible from beginning in third chapter of Genesis, amen, it was prophesied that there would be a redeemer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So down through the ages, uh, the saints of old must have wondered how and when all of those prophecies would manifest. And many living among us are still mystified about the relevance of Christmas. You see, Christmas was the first step of the revealing and fulfillment of a greater promise. Christmas was just the start, just the, the, the kickoff, so to speak, of his plan. Amen. He had, had more things in store for us. Amen. Christmas is great, but it gets better. Amen. Now, before Christ can be realized fully in our lives, he had to be born. And then he had to live in an, an exemplary life. Amen. Uh, he had to... Uh, you know, had to prove that he was the son of God and not the son of man. He had to prove that uh, he was divine and, and, and not uh, a sinful creature like the rest of us. Amen. Can anybody admit to that this morning? Amen. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Then as the scriptures also foretold, he had to suffer and die on an old rugged cross. He had to be buried in a rich man's tomb and then he needed to rise from the dead ultimately ascending back to his throne in heaven now all that is great and good but there was more to be done amen more to be done because the ultimate dwelling place of Jesus was not just in heaven but on the throne of every heart that would believe in him amen this is where God wants his throne to be right here on our hearts amen God wants to rule and reign. Amen. It takes a willing subject to do that. Amen. Are you willing today? Amen. Amen. Now, I realize that my scripture uh, selection today is not your traditional or typical Christmas scriptures. Amen. But uh, I'm sure that we've all heard uh, the nativity story uh, hundreds of times. And, uh, well, I'll just kind of leave it to you. you. You know the story already, but I wanted to uh, get into some uh, uh, 
just uh, some of the finer details of it. Amen? I'm going to the book of Colossians, and I'll be reading from uh, 24 to 27 of uh, the first chapter of Colossians. Amen. And uh, whenever they, okay, all right, here we are. Verse 24. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want to talk a few minutes about Christmas unveiled. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to begin in verse 24. Paul says, Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. Now, usually you don't find the word rejoice and suffering in the same sentence because I don't, it, it, it seems hard in our minds how that could coexist. Amen. How, how, how can you be suffering and rejoicing at the same time? Amen. And uh, so, uh, but Paul took his ministry seriously. Uh, he, uh, he loved God and he loved the church, amen. And he was willing to lay down his life. Even one place Paul said, I'm, I'm willing to spend and to be spent uh, for this gospel, amen. So uh, Paul was committed. He was 100% committed, amen. Uh, I wish I could be uh, uh, as committed as Paul, amen. And no one, maybe that's why Paul ended up being the one that wrote over two-thirds or about two-thirds of the New Testament, amen, because of his serious dedication, amen. But uh, he says something here. It says, and I fill up my flesh what is lacking, fill up in my flesh what is lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions. Now, I tried to wrap my head around that, and I ran out of head before I got all the way wrapped around. Uh, it took me a while to unpack this, Amen. And so I'm going to try, that, try to do that for you today. And uh, Paul is uh, basically is, uh, what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. Now, he's not saying that the cross is not enough. He's not saying that Jesus didn't do enough. All that was enough. What Paul is actually saying, he's willing to suffer to be able to publish the gospel, to present the gospel, because... Uh, you know, Christ did everything on the cross. He, he, he did all the work that is necessary for us to be saved. But that gospel must be heard and it must be applied. Amen. Unless it's heard and applied, it's not going to do anybody any good. So Paul saw that. Paul saw the only thing lacking in the gospel is that it must be preached. Amen. So, so he, he was committed to doing that. He was committed to bringing the gospel. And uh, so... Uh, but what about you and me? What are we willing to suffer? We don't like suffering, and suffering is not a good sermon topic. Uh, you know, unless maybe you're going through a trial and, and you're already in it and you're, you're marinating and suffering, and then you'd like to hear a little about Job and, and how that Job uh, uh, you know, came out of all that suffering with double uh, of what he had to begin with. Amen. But uh, most of the time we don't like to hear 
about suffering. Amen. But uh, Jesus said in John 12, 24, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Now, Jesus was talking about himself, amen, because he is the seed of Abraham, right? And uh, so he was the seed that was placed in the ground uh, to produce more seeds, to produce us, amen. And Paul is, is kind of mirroring that in his own life, in his own ministry, that he can be a seed that is go, uh, put into the ground and dies for the sake of the gospel, amen. He just, he, he's not trying to be Jesus, he's trying to be more like Jesus, amen. Praise God. Now in verse 25, Paul says, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me. Its servant? He, he said, I became a servant of the church. Paul served the church. Paul didn't look at himself as one of the big wig, big shot leaders of, that, of the new church back in the first century. He saw himself as a servant. And, you know, Paul, remember, this is Paul. This is the man that uh, uh, sat there and uh, condoned the killing of Stephen, uh, the martyr. Amen. He, he, Stephen was stoned to death, and Paul held their coats. And so, see, see Paul was kind of like a, a big shot in Judaism. Amen. He was, you know, uh, he was uh, very highly educated. He was uh, you know, uh, like an authority figure. So he didn't get his hands dirty, but he would give the order to have someone stoned. He would give the order to have someone drug out of their house and take, taken to prison. Amen. He would give the orders to do that. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, But now, here is this Paul after his life had been changed by that Damascus Road experience where he was going down the road uh, toward Damascus and he had orders in his hand to, to, to imprison Christians and, 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 uh, and to fix this problem of, uh, of the, these Christian people. Amen. And, but uh, he had a meeting with God that day, and, and his life totally turned around. But, you know, on that Damascus road, Paul didn't argue a whole lot. When he was knocked down by that bright light, he knew it was something bigger than he was. And it, he was, I, 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 in my mind's eye, he, he could only uh, think to himself that this has got to be God. Amen. And then when Jesus said, why are you kicking against the pricks? Why are you persecuting me? And uh, so Paul, Paul didn't have anything to say, but uh, uh, he said, what do you want me to do, Lord? Amen. Yeah. What do you want me to do? So what does the Lord want you to do? What does the Lord want me to do? Amen. Amen. Praise God. He's, he, he, he's done the work. We got to publish the news. Amen. We got to live it out. Walk it out. Amen. Amen. Christmas is a, uh, that Christmas spirit, I, 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 as I mentioned earlier, I wish we could keep it all year long. Amen. I wish we could keep it all year long. I wish I could keep it all year long. Amen. I'm, I'm not preaching down to anybody today. I'm preaching at me. Amen. Because <laughs> I got a couple of faults. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. Amen. But in 25, verse 25, he said, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. Now, a lot of places present the word of God, Brother Bob, but they don't present it in its fullness. 
Amen. There, there's a fullness to the Word of God. There, there's the stuff you like and the stuff that you really don't like, but you, you, know, you know you need it anyway. Amen. There's a, a lot of times, you know, you may not like Brussels sprouts, but they're good for you. You know, they got, got some good vitamins in there for you. You may not like broccoli, uh, but it's, it's good for you. Amen. <laughs> even though you don't like it. Well, that's the way with the Word of God. There's some stuff in there that you may not even agree with. You're, you're living for God. You're a Christian. You're saved and going to heaven. You just don't agree with that. But because God said it, you go along with it. Amen. That's what obedience is all about. It is Obedience is not when you feel like it or when it sounds good. It's, you know, it's because I know that uh, I'm down here and God's up there and God said this, so I'm going to do what God said. Amen. Praise God. But in uh, Matthew 28, verse 18, uh, Jesus, uh, this is, uh, you know, at the great, uh, at the ascension and the great commission, uh, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, therefore what? Because he has all the authority, he says, I'm giving you a command. I'm giving you an order. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Amen. So we are commissioned. That's, that's not just for the disciples. That's not just for the apostles. Amen. That's not just for those guys. That's for all of us. Amen. And now it doesn't mean that you, you got to go, go find yourself a pulpit. Amen. But, you know, a living room uh, with a best friend can be a pulpit. Amen. Uh, you know, sitting at the kitchen table with a family member can be your pulpit. Amen. Uh, you know, while your kids are eating breakfast. Amen. That can be your pulpit. Amen. Uh, while your grandkids are over. Amen. You can get them cornered and put a... Uh, uh, Put uh, what are the uh, veggie tails on, on the <laughs> put veggie tails on the TV and let them uh, hear something uh, you know that's good and wholesome. Uh, amen. Praise God. They just don't make cartoons like they used to anymore. Amen. Yeah. The days of Bugs Bunny and Donald Duck are over. Amen. All these crazy cartoons. I just don't. I, I don't get them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. In verse twenty six, uh, Paul goes on to write. Uh, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. Amen. So, you know, for ages and ages, uh, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. When, when, when God told Adam and Eve uh, that uh, the serpent is going to, uh, that the, you know, that uh, the serpent will bruise the heel of their seed, and, and the, the seed, they weren't, they weren't talking about uh, Cain and Abel and, and Seth, amen. They were talking about the promised seed, the seed that will come uh, thousands of years later, amen. The, the promised seed, Jesus Christ. He was prophesied back in uh, Genesis chapter 3. And God told Adam and Eve that uh, the devil's seed is going to bruise the heel of your seed, but your seed is going to crush the head of that old serpent, amen. So, uh, so there was a promise given that, uh, and, and, and Calvary, the cross is right in there. Because when, when, when the devil's seed bruised the heel of the, the promised seed, Jesus, that was him being put on the cross. And when, and when the, uh, the uh, 
the devil's seed was, had, had his head crushed. That was on the cross too. Amen. It all happened at, at the cross. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So, so even back in Genesis, God was talking about this coming Savior. Amen. And even in like uh, Isaiah chapter 9, uh, 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 Behold, uh, a child is born and a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. And I'm sure when Isaiah took pen, and, or uh, he probably took pen and wrote it upon, I don't know if he wrote upon a tablet, a clay tablet, or, or papyrus or something like that, but I'm sure that he was wondering, how is this going to work out? How is this going to work out? You know, and how, when the, when the Bible talks about, behold, a virgin shall, shall conceive and bear a son, you know, I'm sure that the prophet was going, now how's that going to work? And I'm sure that the people in congregations that heard the prophecies down through the ages, they, it, they heard the scant details, they heard the clues, but see, they could not see the mystery. There was a mystery there, and it took... Uh, a, a babe in Bethlehem to reveal this mystery. Amen. This is not a mystery unto us anymore. Amen. Uh, we, we can see uh, clearly uh, how God worked it all out. We can read it uh, within the pages of the Bible. But they couldn't see that. To them, it was a mystery. Uh, and it, uh, it was kept hidden for ages and generations. But is now disclosed to the Lord's people. Verse 26 finishes out. Amen. Now it's no longer a mystery. Amen. We know that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Amen. We know that he is our Savior, our Messiah. Amen. He is the one that was sent uh, to die on a cross to take our sins, to pay the penalty for our sins. Amen. So that we can go to uh, the God's heaven, amen, and sit and reign with him forever and ever. Praise God. In John chapter 1, um, in verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it or, over, or understood it. Amen. Amen. So even in, uh, John, that, that's John's nativity story there. Amen. Amen. He was God, and he came. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, the, the mystery was hidden, but it is now revealed unto us. Verse uh, 27 says, To them God has chosen, or to them, to the Lord's people, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. It didn't say, For God so loved all the Jews that he gave his only begotten Son. Amen. Jesus was a... Uh, Given clues uh, to his disciples, uh, you know, that the Gentiles would be involved in this. this. This salvation is huge. This salvation covers the whole world. Anybody that will believe 
and, and put, give their heart to the Lord, amen, can be saved, amen. Praise God. It's not just for uh, any uh, nation or ethnic group or, or, or race of people, amen. This is for everybody, amen. Praise God. So uh, it says, among the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, amen. There's a lot to this mystery, amen. The whole New Testament came forth because of this mystery being revealed there that day at Bethlehem. Praise God. And John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. He was full of grace and truth. Amen. You see, under the law, there was a thing, uh, there was uh, commandments. And if you didn't keep those commandments, there was harsh penalties sometimes for breaking uh, those commandments. Amen. That was the harshness and the harsh reality of truth. Amen. It was true. All the Word of God is true. Amen. But Jesus came with grace so that those of us who have broken the commandments of God Amen. Could have our penalty paid for in full. Amen. Praise God. So uh, he was full of grace and truth. Amen. Not just truth, not just law, but grace. He fulfilled the law. Amen. He had the right to uh, give grace to us because he kept the law. He was the only one that could have done it. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. But I, I'm glad that Jesus saw fit to save me. Amen. It, it's, it, it's a great thing if everybody else gets saved, but, you know, what about me? You know, we all have uh, that opportunity to be saved. Amen. Praise God. And I'm thankful for it. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful that uh, God allowed me to hear the gospel, to hear that gospel message that would save my soul. I'm, I'm thankful for all of, all of the things that God has done. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we get, in, uh, or at least I did when I was thinking about these things, pondering when I was growing up, you know, about Jesus on the cross. Well, he's God. He, he probably just made the pain go away so it didn't hurt him. No, he was fully human. He was 100% human. Amen. And, and in that state, he felt everything about the cross. He felt every stripe that was put on his back. He's, he felt every, uh, every time he was hit uh, upon that crown of thorns that dug deeper into his scalp. Amen. He felt all of those things. Amen. He, 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 uh, he experienced the human condition to its fullest. Amen. Yet, the Bible says, he did not sin. Amen. Amen. He did not sin. And he did not sin because he was not a son of Adam. Amen. He did not have that nature of sin. He, he had the nature of God in him uh, from, the, from the birth. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that he endured that. And he, he even uh, said as much that uh, he could have backed out. He could have called uh, a legion of angels uh, to rescue him. But he didn't do it. He was thinking about us. He was thinking about all of us. Amen. 
It's like the old song, uh, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Amen. Praise God. I, I, I really believe that. Amen. So we have so much to be thankful for. We've already received the best Christmas present ever. Amen. And that's just uh, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. The saving knowledge. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. To know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of times when I'm having a bad day, I'll think about glory. A lot of times when I'm down and out and I'm not feeling too well, I'll think about glory. Amen. Amen. Glory is waiting. Amen. But let us reveal Christmas to everybody else. Amen. Amen. Let us be let us be a living Christmas. Amen. A, a living representation of Christ. Amen. That's what it's all about. Amen. And uh, like I said, I'm not preaching down to anybody because I still have to watch my P's and Q's and I still have to dot my I's and cross my T's. Amen. And uh, sometimes I don't. <laughs> sometimes I have a bad day and sometimes I'm cranky. Amen. Some days uh, I'm just uh, fit to be tied. Amen. And, and, and I know you're all laughing because you, you, you do that same thing too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But uh, like, uh, you know, a lot of times when you look at church people, the only difference you see is that they go to church. But as you follow them throughout their experience, they get a little better and they'll get a little better along the way. Amen. And that's, that's been my experience. Amen. That we, we, we learn how to be obedient unto the Lord. And it, it, does, 